Welcome to the Tape Ministry of the Embassy of the Word of God, where God is releasing men and women into exploits through the preaching of the Word of Faith. Be transformed and impacted as you listen to God's Word. Well, this evening, I want us to look at the word this evening that the Lord has uh, laid on my heart. And it is um, titled, The Role of a Good Local Church. The Role of a Good Local Church. The Role of a Good Local Church. Hallelujah. The Role of a Good Local Church. You'll find out that in most of the apostolic letters, um, in the epistles, almost all the writings are addressed to churches which are in a locality. So, for example, you'll find churches in homes, churches in localities, churches in places, and all these churches are addressed and when Paul is writing to them, and then of course, in some of the writings were to individuals like Timothy and Titus. And all these were to individuals, praise God. But I want us to see the importance of the church in the life of a believer and the role of a good local church. Now, to find a good local church is, is, is paramount to how much and how far you can go in life. Now, if you don't believe well, you will not, you don't believe well, it is mostly based on the fact that you have not been taught well. And if you have not been taught well, your practice will also be wrong. And when your practice is wrong, you'll find out that everything about your Christian life will be some kind. Praise God. And that's why it's very important you understand the importance of a good local church. Matthew chapter 16, the verse number 18. I hope you have your pens and your papers and you're ready to take some notes and, uh, and, and get some understanding from the word of God. Because most of the time, sometimes we don't understand. That is why we behave the way we behave and conduct ourselves the way we conduct ourselves. Matthew 16, verse 18, we find the scripture that where Jesus asked them, who do men say that I am? And some said, you are one prophet or the other. Then verse 18, the scripture says, and I say also unto thee. Now, when Peter answered that thou art the Christ, he responded to Peter and said also unto thee, I say also unto thee, that thou art Peter. And upon this rock, I will build my church. Now, take note, this is the first time Jesus is using the word my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it and when he is saying this he is fast forwarding into the resurrection he's fast forwarding to the time where he has already resurrected because the gate of hell was defeated when jesus went to hell jesus prevailed over the gate of hell when he went to hell. 
So when he resurrected, the church was built after Jesus resurrected. Praise the Lord. The church was built after Jesus resurrected. But the first thing I want us to understand is what a church means. And then, of course, Jesus said, my church, which means that he's talking about his church. Okay? A church, of course, the, it comes from the Greek word ekklesia, and uh, E-K-K-L-E-S-I-A, for those of you that want to write, ekklesia, E-K-K-L-E-S-I-A. And a church comes from two Greek words, ek and kaleo. I think I talked I taught that the other day, which means um, a summoning or a calling, somebody that has been called or summoned. So if you are called or summoned, you are called as a group, as a, as, sorry, as a special being, as a specific person. Praise God. So Jesus used the word church to draw the attention of his disciples to a specific kind of people. To what? A specific kind of people. And this specific kind of people are the group of people he calls his church. His people. And his, these people are called his called out ones. His called out ones. So we are called from the world and we are called into his church. Praise God. We are called into his church. So there are specific people the word church addresses. First Corinthians chapter 12. There are specific people that the word church addresses. Amen. There are specific people that the word church addresses. First Corinthians chapter 12 from the verse number 12 to 14. Now listen to what Paul has to say. I mean, this chapter talks about the gifts of the Spirit, but then he goes on in verse 12 to say, For us, the body is one, and has many members, and all the members of that one body, being many, are one body, so also is Christ. He calls the body Christ. He calls the body Christ. Praise the Lord. Now, then he goes on in verse 13. He says, for by one spirit are we all baptized into one body, whether we be Jews or Gentiles, whether we be bond or free, and have been all made to drink into one spirit. One spirit. Hallelujah. Verse 14. For the body is not one member, but many. So the body is one, but made up of many members. Who is a member of the body? The body is actually the body of Christ. Jesus in John chapter number 2, the verse number 19, gave us an insight to when his body will be built. Jesus answered and said unto them, Destroy this temple, and in three days I will raise it up. 20. Now, when it talks about destroy this temple, the guys within there did not understand. So then said the Jews, 40 and 6 years was this physical building, okay, or temple, 
and wood were built, okay, 46 years it took for them to build it. And would thou now build it in three days? But he was referring to something else. But he spake of the temple of what? His body. So when he refers to the body, he's referring to the temple of his body, which will be built after three days. After three days. Now, verse 22. When therefore he was risen from the dead, his disciples remembered that he had said this unto them. And they believed the scripture and the word which Jesus had said. So Jesus' body was built after how many days? Three days. And that is talking about after his resurrection, risen from the dead. So his body, his church that is said will be built, will be built after three days. So after the resurrection was when the church was built. Now, so who is a member of the church? Anybody that is a believer that believes in the resurrection, believes in the death, burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ is a member of the church called Ecclesia. Praise God. Called what? Ecclesia. So the body of Christ and the members, the members in the body of Christ are believers that have believed in the lordship of Jesus Christ and that he paid the penalty for sin, sickness, disease, and rose triumphant on the third day. Praise the Lord. Now, so the scripture tells us in the verse number 27 of the same First Corinthians 12, 27 to 28. Let's read that, please. So when you are a believer... He says, now you are the body of Christ. So every believer is called the body of what? Christ. All of us put together. We are called the body of Christ. Then individually we are called members in particular. So every body is part of the body of Christ. And then we are individually called members in particular, specifically referring to you. Then he goes on to say in verse 28, and God has set some in the church. Has set some in the church. So that body is called the church. Praise God. That body is called the church. 1 Corinthians 14, 23 also establishes or gives us another dimension of the church. Then it says, if therefore the whole church, talking about all the members coming together, be come together into one place. So now Paul gives us another aspect of the church. He calls it a localized place. A localized meeting place together. If therefore the whole church, talking about all the members, be come together into one place. Talking about a physical structure, a physical building, a place where they come together. And all speak with tongues. Then it tells us the activities that take place in that gathering place. They speak in tongues there. And then he says, and there come in those that are unlearned, number one, or unbelievers 
will they not say that ye are mad? So then he tells us that in the church, even though we have members of the body, people that are unbelievers can also be invited there. And also people that are unlearned or people that do not know anything about the scriptures or the Bible will, can also be invited. But when they come, because they do not understand the church and what takes place in the church and the fact that you guys are speaking in tongues, when they come, they will say that you guys are mad. Praise the Lord. So he tells us that there are particular places for gatherings. The gathering of the believers is what is called the local church. Praise God. It's what is called what? The local church or the assembling of the brethren. The local church or the assembling of the brethren. So Hebrews chapter 10 verse 25 gives us a, a further understanding of this. It tells us that when believers gather in a place, we are gathered as an assembly. An assembly. Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together. So there is a togetherness in the assembling. Praise God. There is what? A togetherness in the assembling. So when we come together, we must gather. As the manner of some, it says, some forsake or some don't like going to church. Hallelujah. But my import is not there. My import is more on the gathering, the assembling of the believer. Praise God. The assembling of the believer. Now, so we see that the church is made up of the spiritual entity, which is the body of Christ, which everybody that believes in Christ belongs to. But there is also the local assembly or the local gatherings. And these local gatherings are meant to help the believer to grow, to mature. They are meant to help the believer to supply what is lacking in your life and also to grow. Praise the Lord. Somebody say hallelujah. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Now so, are you with me so far? Wonderful. Now so, in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 22, Paul explains further to the Ephesians church the role of Christ and the church. Okay? In Ephesians 1.22, and has put all things, this is after his resurrection. So after the third day, after his resurrection, the scripture tells us that God has put all things under his feet. Now I will explain this all things later. Underline all things, if it is your Bible, under his feet, and gave him, who, Christ, to be the head over all things to the church. He has made him the head and given him to be the head over the church. And he called the church 
which is his body. So the church is his body. So we have two many scriptures that is express, expressing this. Okay, which the fullness of him that filleth all in all. Then also Ephesians chapter five, the verse number twenty-three. It says, "For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church." Take note, the scripture did not say the man is the head of the woman. Mm-hmm. It says the husband is the head of the wife. So if you don't have a wife, don't be calling yourself head over any woman. The husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church. So it says, just as Christ is the head of the church, so is the same arrangement with the marital home. The husband is the head of the wife. And then he goes on to say, and he is the savior of the body. Christ is the savior of the body. Praise the Lord. That's all I want to do. Then Colossians chapter 1 verse 18. So Christ is the head. The church is the body. And he is the head of the body. The church. Who is the beginning the firstborn from the dead. So that is how the church was born. The church was born from the dead. Christ, raised, rising from the dead, was became the head of the church he built. That's how he overcame principalities and powers. That's how he came, overcame hell. That in all things, he might have the preeminence. So when he says, I will build my church... And the gate of hell shall not prevail against it. He was saying that I will build the group of people that will be believing in me. I will build that church, that gathering. And I will build it after I have defeated hell, which he did in his death, burial, and resurrection. Hallelujah. Which he did. In his death, burial, and resurrection. So how does the believer or a man identify with the church? How do you identify with the church? I'm talking about the church universal now. I'm coming to the local church in a moment. How do you identify with the church? Our identification with the church is on three levels. We identify with the church, number one, by faith in the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. This is how you become a member of a church. You are not a member of a church because you were born into a church. You are not a member of a church because your father grew up in that church. You are not a member of a church because your father and your mother have been giving contributions and been giving monthly uh, contributions to build the pillar to wash the pulpit. That does not make you a member of the church. The church is called the body of Christ. You become a member of the church, the body of Christ, irrespective of the denomination or the name. You become a member of that church when you have believed in the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ through faith. Ephesians 2, 8 says, we are saved by grace through faith. We are saved by grace through faith. 
We are saved by grace through faith. Hallelujah. We are saved by grace through faith. Not of ourselves. It is the gift of God. Galatians 3.26, the scripture tells us in Galatians 3.26-28, to 28, it tells us, For ye are all the children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. We are all the children of God by faith in the Christ, in Christ Jesus. 27, for as many of you as have been baptized into Christ, have put on Christ. To be baptized into Christ means immersed into Christ, into his death, burial, and resurrection. That's what it means. To be baptized into Christ means you have been immersed into his death, burial, and resurrection. So our identification will be on those three levels, his death, burial, and resurrection. To be baptized into Christ means to be baptized into his death. That means that we have identified with his death, burial, and resurrection. That is why Christ becomes the Lord of your life. In Romans 10, it says that if you believe with your heart and confess with your mouth that the Lord, that God raised him from the dead, he couldn't have died if he was not crucified. He couldn't have risen if he did not die. Praise the Lord. Now, so let's let's read on that verse 27 to 28, Galatians 3, um, 27 to 28. Now, so it says, for as many of you as have put on Christ, okay, then of course, then verse 30, um, 28, it says, there is neither Jew nor Greek, there is neither bond nor free, there is neither male nor female, for ye are all one in Christ. The word one in Christ means that you have been, you have come into union with Christ. To have come into what? Union with Christ. It means that once you have come into union with Christ, your where you come from does not matter. A Jew is an Israelite. So whether you are an Israelite by origin or Greek, Greek means Gentiles. So anybody else that is not a Jew, that is not an Israelite, naturally is a Greek or a Gentile. So whether you in Christ Jesus, there is nothing you we don't we, we we are not talking about the traditions that you have. You don't bring that into the church. It's inconsequential. Whether bond or free, you have too much money, you don't have money, it's inconsequential. I'm a male, you are female, it's inconsequential. For we are in union with Christ. So in union with Christ, there is no identification of male or female. Me, I don't go to a church where my pastor is a female. You are sick. There's something wrong with you. You don't understand the Bible. The Bible says, the scripture says, we err because we know not the scriptures. And one of the erring for the believer is that we don't understand the scriptures. The scripture says that in Christ Jesus, there is no male nor female. Why are you looking at agenda? Why are you looking at a male or a female to decide whether you go to a church or you don't go to a church? No. The scripture says that the moment you begin to think like that, you are erring. Praise the Lord. So our union with Christ is on three levels. Our identification with Christ as the head and we as the body is on three levels. Number one is on the level of his death. Praise the Lord. So Romans chapter 6 verse 3. 
la Shemitah. It says, Know ye not that so many of us as were baptized into Jesus Christ were baptized into his death. That's just what I've been talking about all along. Verse 4. So baptism into Christ is baptism into what? His death. So when he died, I died. That's the first identification. So the identification, how a man identifies with the church, the body of Christ, is that number one, when he died, I died. He died as me, and he also died in my place. Number two, therefore we, were, we are buried with him by baptism into death. So when he was buried, I was buried. That is the second level of identification with the body of Christ, with the church. Number three, that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. Number three, level of identification is that when he rose from the dead, I rose from the dead. So uh, I became part of his resurrection, the resurrected ones. So I'm alive in Christ. Hallelujah. I'm alive in Christ. This is what Jesus made us when we came into Christ. So we identify with the church through his death, burial, resurrection. That is what it means to be baptized into Christ. To be baptized into Christ means to be baptized into his death. Praise the Lord. Does that make sense so far? Colossians chapter 2, verse number 12 to 13. The scripture says, Buried with him in baptism, wherein also ye are risen with him through the faith of the operation of God. What is the operation of God? That whole process of Christ dying and being resurrected from the dead by the glory of the Father. Or the power of the Father, what we call the resurrection power, is what is being referred to as the operation of God. So the energy of God that was put into display to raise Christ from the dead, to defeat hell, and to defeat all the cohorts of hell, the gates of hell, and everything that hell represented, sin, and eternal damnation, was what, what took place in the resurrection of Jesus. He says, if you have faith in this, and you have faith in who has raised him from the dead, this is how men get saved. This is how you become a member of the body of Christ. Anything else will not cut it. Anything else, you are joking. You are not a member of the body of Christ. You are only attending a church. You are only attending a meeting. And if you are not born again, to be born again means to identify with his death, burial, and resurrection. You are going to hell. 13. And, I, and then we'll, we'll, we'll go somewhere else. And you, being dead in your sins, and the uncircumcision of your flesh, has he quickened together with him, having forgiven you all trespasses. How many trespasses? 
all. So in the faith that you have in his death, burial, and resurrection, what you receive in exchange is called forgiveness of all trespasses. Forgiveness of sins or forgiveness of what? All trespasses. Glory be to God. First Corinthians chapter 6 verse 17. The scripture tells us that he that is joined to the Lord is one spirit. But he that is joined unto the Lord is one spirit. So the moment you are joined to the body of Christ, to Jesus Christ, and he has been declared Lord over your life, the scripture says that you are saved by the spirit. Know that we have been baptized into one body, baptized into one spirit. You have drunk of one spirit. We have been saved by one spirit. Why? Because when you are joined to the Lord, when he becomes Lord over your life, he has also become the spirit that gave birth to you. You have a new spirit. It's called the recreated spirit. One Lord, one baptism, one spirit. When he died, I died with him. When he rose, I rose with him. When he was buried, I was buried with him. Praise the Lord. This is how you identify with the body of Christ. Praise God. This is how you identify with the body of Christ. Now, there are two things that were mentioned earlier on. The scripture says that in, 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 in the book of Ephesians chapter 1, let's start from verse 20. There's something as I want to show you before we go into the local church. Ephesians 1, 20. Which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand. In the heavenly places. Verse 21. Far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named. Not only in this world, but also in that which is to come. Verse 22. Far and then it says, and has put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church. Over all things to the church. Praise the Lord. Now, with regards to Christ being head, there are two revelations here. Christ as head, our relationship with Christ as the head, we being the body, is that now he has authority. The headship means his authority. So as a member of his body, his authority becomes your authority. He has authority. He is the head. I am the body. His authority. Now, as regarding us as members, he is also our source as the head. The word head means source. So, two revelations there. He is authority and he is also what? Source. So, when the scripture talks about the church, he's referring to the whole church. He's also referring to what? To uh, people that are specific. He's also referring to people that have believed in the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ and are indwelled by the Spirit. One Spirit. By the Spirit. So, the Holy Spirit indwells you. Praise the Lord. John 3 is saying, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have what? 
everlasting life. John 6, 47 says, Very, very, I say unto you, he that believeth on me has everlasting life. John 5, 24, the scripture says, Very, very, I say unto you, he that heareth my word and believeth on him that sent me has everlasting life and shall not come into condemnation, but is passed from what? From death unto life. I'm just mentioning these things in passing, so that's why I'm quoting them very quickly. And um, Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Now, so we are all baptized into one body. First Corinthians 12, 13 says, we are baptized into what? One body. Whether we be Jews or Gentiles, whether we be bond or free. Hallelujah. We have been baptized into one body. We are free. We are free or bond. Whether bond or free, it doesn't matter. We have been all been baptized into one body and made to drink into one spirit, the indwelling spirit of God. Praise the Lord. So clearly, we can see that the church is the body of Christ and it's universal in nature. Therefore, it suffices to say the body of Christ is the church of Christ. The body of Christ is called what? the church of Christ. Then what is the importance of a local church? What then is a local church? 1 Corinthians 14, 23. We read that earlier. It says, If therefore the whole church be come together into one place, one place, observe the word there, one place. So we come into a particular place. We meet in a building. So we, for example, meet in to Maribyrn House, Westside Plaza. It's a place. That is a local church. One place. First Corinthians chapter one, the verse number one, and um, and and the verse number one and two. Let's let's look at how Paul addresses um, this group of believers. Paul called to be an apostle of Jesus Christ through the will of God and sustains our brother. Verse two. Unto the church of God, which is at Corinth, to them that are sanctified. So the members of the church of God in Corinth are called what? The sanctified ones. Sanctified in Christ Jesus. Called. They are called what? The called ones. Called to be saints. So they are not saints after they have died. They are saints because they have been called and sanctified. With all that in every place. So there is a place. Every place. Call upon the name of Jesus Christ our Lord. Both theirs and ours. So there are places. Every place that they call upon the name of Jesus. Becomes a localized place. A local church. A local body of the church of our Lord Jesus Christ. Does that make sense so far? Praise God. Hallelujah. Okay. Now, if that is clear, 1 Corinthians 16 verse 1. Jesus gave you a few scriptures just to um, establish the fact that there is a need for the local church. And then if I do have time, I don't have time, we can take questions. But if I have time, we can take questions. Now, concerning the collection for the saints. So, in the, he's telling us the things that happen in the church. They take collections. Collection here is contributions. They were doing contribution, financial contribution for a need. So it says, now concerning the collection for the saints, as I have given order to the churches of Galatia, 
Even so do ye. So he's saying that the church in Galatia, or the, the not one church, churches. So in Galatia, which may be a, a, a municipality, they have churches. So churches are different, different places. He says, I have given them order to take offering. Paul is the apostle of these churches. So he says, when you meet, take offerings. This one is saying, take this collection. It's a special collection that they were sending to the church in Jerusalem. Praise God. So he tells, tells the Corinthian church, take the same offerings as I've instructed all the churches in Galatia. So the churches in Corinth will also take what? Offerings. The same type of offerings for that particular need they want to meet. Verse number 19 of the same 1 Corinthians 16. Then he talks about the churches of Asia. This, is, this was Asia Minor. Salute you. Aquila and Priscilla, salute you. Much in the Lord with the church that is in their house. So apart from having local churches, they also had churches in houses. These are all called local churches. Churches in houses or house churches. Praise God. Then in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 17, some of the things they do when they come together. It says, now in, in this that I declare unto you, I praise you not, that ye come together, not for the better, but for the worse. In other words, he's saying that the gathering of the church should be for the better. But I am not praising you because when you come, you are not coming for the better. You are becoming worse. So your coming to church should make you better, not worse. Praise the Lord. Your coming to church should make you what? Better. Because the reason why you are coming is to learn. So that you can adjust. So that you can become different. You can become like the word. Not that the word must adjust to you. And people must adjust to you. So when people don't adjust to you, you get angry. No. You adjust to the word. So when you come to church, you adjust to the word. We all adjust to the word. Not the word adjusting to you and how you want things to be done. It is you adjusting to the word and how things are done in the body of Christ and the church of our Lord Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. Very important. So Romans chapter 16 verse 1. So, consistently, you see Paul talking about different churches in different localities, and he refers to them. I commend unto you Phoebe, our sister, which is a servant of the church which is at Centria. So, there was a church at Centria. These are all called what? Local churches. Verse 5 of the same Romans 16. So, there was a church in Centria. Likewise, greet the church that is in their house. Salute my well-beloved Apenitus, who is the first fruits of Achia, Achia, or Achia, unto Christ. Hallelujah. So likewise, greet the church that is in their house. So there were house churches, and salute my well-beloved Epinitus. Epinitus. Praise God. Then verse 15. is a salute philo. Philologus and Julia, Nerius and his sister, and Olympus, and all the saints which are with them. 
salute them. So we see all these churches and what goes on there. Now, and all these churches, there are different, different churches. Um, if you look at Ephesians chapter 1, the verse number 1, the scripture tells us, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God, to the saints which are at Ephesus. So there were churches at Ephesus, and to the faithful in Christ Jesus. If you are part of the body of Christ, the scripture says you must be faithful. Praise God. Then also Philippians chapter 1, verse 1, this is Paul and Timotheus, the servants of Jesus Christ. To all the saints in Christ Jesus, which are at Philippi, with the bishops and deacons. So in the churches, they had bishops or the episcopos and the deacons. These are offices in the church. Praise God. Then the last one I want to read here before I shift gear is 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 17. 1 Corinthians 4, 17. I read, it says, For this cause have I sent unto you Timotheus, who is my beloved son, and faithful in the Lord. So when you are called to be part of the body of Christ, you must be faithful. Faithful in the Lord. Who shall bring you into remembrance? If you call yourself my son, my daughter, you must be faithful. Your faithfulness must show in your attendance. How can your father gather people to teach them and you are not there? You are, you are more, other things are more busier to you. Then you call me papa. Papa, papa, pray for me. Papa, papa. When you're in trouble, papa, papa. No. If you hear me long enough and you hear what I teach long enough, the problems you have, you will not have them. If you are listening to what I'm preaching and you hear it long enough, sometimes I don't even need to pray for you. Because as you hear me, you will be healed. As you hear me, you'll be taught. As you hear me, your life will be transformed. So, Kenneth Hagin said something so, so many years ago. He says, if a man will hear me and attend all my meetings long enough, they wouldn't need counseling from me. And it's true. Because all the counsel I will ever give you is in my teachings. All the blessing you will ever receive is not saying nothing special in my office. Apart from the aside, the one I'm ministering to you now, as you are sitting and hearing me, I'm imparting spiritual verities. I'm imparting the word of God. I'm imparting anointing. I'm imparting grace. But if you trivialize it and you think that the only time you get a special attention is when you see Papa or when you see Go Deeper or when I prophesy or when some other mighty man of God comes and this mighty man of God is coming for three minutes. Or for or 30 minutes or 40 minutes of the time I gave him to come and preach to you. You think that that mighty man of God, his grace will change you quicker. You are self-deluded. You are deceiving yourself and nothing will happen in your life for a very long time. Until you adjust yourself. Why? Because the scripture tells us, I will give you pastors after my own heart. God is not, does not have mental agitation. To be giving you a pastor after his heart. Amen. God is not like God does not have mental agitation. He is not he, he doesn't do things anyhow. By giving you a pass and you see when it comes to family you don't choose family. He, families are imposed on you. How many of us have choose, chosen your own local natural family before? You just woke up and found out that you were born in the uh, in, in 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 that family. You just woke up one day and found out that you were a Hagen. Did you choose to be I don't want to be a Hagen again. You can choose anything you like. 
The DNA of Hagen is inside you. When we see your head, we know that you are Hagen. Let Brandon say now that I'm not a Hagen. We see the forehead. We say, this is your papa. Your papa is Isaac. If you like, joke. Or Rema says, no, no, no. My father, my father is not, uh, uh, is not Russell. We look at their face and we can tell this is Russell in making. Yeah. That's how it is. So, the same way your family, you don't choose your family. Families are imposed on you. So when you find yourself in a family, you adjust yourself in that family. Amen? What do you do? Adjust yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Adjust yourself. You will not, if, if you can run away from now to thy kingdom come, your family is your family. Deborah just woke up one day and found himself as a Deborah. Yeah, the last time I was chatting with him, he says he has never been to his village before. I said, better go. Your village people are waiting for you. <laughs> I said, your village people are waiting for you. He says he has never been to his village. I said, go. You, you were born a Deborah, you'll be a Deborah. So whether you like it or not, family is imposed on you. You don't choose your family. Yeah. You may find yourself there. You may say, oh, I brought myself. You didn't bring yourself. Your steps were ordered there. <laughs> Amen. Wonderful. So with that said, 1 Corinthians 4.17. It says, for this cause, I sent unto you Timotheus who is my beloved son and faithful in the Lord, who shall bring you into remembrance. Why is Timothy bringing into remembrance of my ways which be in Christ? He says, your pastor's ways. Timothy has appointed another pastor who is called Timothy. And this pastor will bring them into that remembrance. And he says, as I teach everywhere in every church, so he says, the teachings I've been teaching, I have put Pastor Anita to teach you the same things so that you will learn the same things because she has sat under me and learned the same things. So he says, I have sent Timotheus. I have sent Pastor Anita. I have sent Pastor William. I have sent Pastor Priscilla to teach you the same things. The same things that I've been teaching were in every church. So all the churches he has been going to, he, as he has been teaching them the same. So why must you put premium on the local church? You'll be taught there. The reason why you go to a good local church is to be taught not to go and do gymnastics, not to go and be jumping around like a wee monkey, but to, to be taught. To be taught. Let me read this last scripture. And then I'll continue part two of the need for a good local church when next we meet. He says in Ephesians 4, 11 to 16, and he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. 13, till we all come Till we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Verse 14. That we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro and carried about 
with every wind of doctrine by the slight of men and cunning craftiness whereby they lie in wait to deceive. Praise God. If you don't put premium on a good local church, you go to a place where they will deceive you. Where that cunning craftiness of Satan will enter men that will bring you deception and you swallow it hook, line, and sinker. You will be tossed to and fro. You will always be looking for the next available move of the spirit. The next available revelation. The next available something that will shake you. The next available... No, no, no. When you come to a good local church, the reason why God gives you pastors, apostles, prophets, and teachers is to supply what is missing. The first one is to supply what is missing in your life. Hallelujah. He calls it to, so to have a, a perfect knowledge. Okay? Or unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Now, the first one is for the perfecting of the sense, which is the word, um, the catatismos. And catatismos has to do with everything that is missing in your life, is brought into alignment. Everything missing in your knowledge to bring you to function well is positioned and brought into your life. Then secondly, to make you a perfect man. Perfect man means so that after all the things that will make you function well has been brought in, you will now mature. These are some of the reasons why you need a good local church. Without it, my friend, you are running a risk of your life because when push comes to shore and trouble hits road, you will need what you have been trying to avoid to learn. When after they have bathed you in some salt water, they've asked you, a whole grown man, to strip naked, they go and bath you in some stupid, dirty water and held some very funny parts of your body and harassed you properly by one cunning, crafty man. After that, you say, ah, I wish I had learned and the apostle. Now see what, see the suffer, suffering I'm suffering because you just want one little problem to go away. Yeah. I'm serious. They'll give you some oils to drink oil from Jerusalem. They have different colors. Red color, blue color, yellow color. They say you must drink it. It's spiritual direction. They'll give you some water that they went to collect from their pipe in, in uh, Western Hills. And they will annoy. They'll say it is coming from Israel. It's coming from Jerusalem. They have never stepped foot at the shores of uh, they've never even gone to Edinburgh Airport, but they have gone to Jerusalem and back. When you question them, they'll tell you you have no right to question the anointed. They'll tell you they flew in the spirit. They went there and they brought it. It's a special water. Bath it. Bath it. If you don't bath, you're on your own. Bath it if you want the trouble to go. If you want quick miracle, bath it. They call it, this one is special rapido oil. Another one is called special oil from Jerusalem. Another one is called special water baptized by the prophets. Another one they will put on it, the label will be AJK special oil. Another one will be AJK partnership oil. Another one will be AJK something. No, specially branded merchandise in the church. Is it, this one is special purpose jacket. If you don't wear it, the blessing will not come. 
So that because you see, they've written on it AJK. He said, you must buy Papa's picture and put in the bedroom. Papa is the one they fear. They don't fear Jesus. Mumu. They must fear Jesus in your life, not your papa. God will use my face in your dreams. Yes. Because I'm the familiar voice you know. He gives you uh -huh, special rapido oil. Yes, I like that one. Special rapido oil. Means the oil must work rapid, rapid, rapido. Special rapido. Special rapido. Amen. So there is a need for you to have a good local church. And when you find a good local church, attend. When you find a good local church, be faithful. When you find a good local church, establish yourself. When you find a good local church, give yourself to submission. Submit to the leadership. When you find a good local church, don't become a man with your own mind. You know it too much. You are every little thing, you are offended. Hmm? Every, you are the only one who gets offended. Me too, I'll get offended. I'll put the Bible down. Me too, I won't preach. Yes, now. You, you get offended, you leave the church. Me too, I'll get offended. I'll also leave. We all leave the church for you. Can you imagine? You, you get angry, you left. Me too, I got angry. Me too, I left now. What do you think? It's a good idea. Praise God. Nobody greater, nobody greater than you. If you're not sure that you're born again, but you want Jesus to be resident as the Holy Spirit. He says, soon you will not see me. That's his death. But he says, soon you will see me because I go to the Father. The only way we can see him is through the Holy Spirit. If for any reason you want to receive Jesus into your heart, I want to pray for you quickly now, wherever you are, just pray this prayer with me. Declare with me, Father, let the Spirit of God come into me. Let me not be the same. I ask, oh God, that make me a new creation through the work of regeneration, through the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Father, I receive into my spirit a new spirit. I am a new creation from today. I refuse to be the son and the daughter of the devil. I receive from today the spirit of sonship therefore i take dominion thank you for the gift of salvation thank you for the gift of salvation father i ask that the holy spirit will come into me strong in the name of Jesus. Now pray this prayer me. Declare me in the name of Jesus. If you don't speak in tongues, declare me in the name of Jesus. By the evidence of speaking in tongues, I received the infilling of the Holy Ghost and with the outward manifestation to begin to speak in tongues. Now, in the name of Jesus. Holy Spirit, I receive the gift of speaking in the Holy Ghost. Now. Couldn't find one to compare To your grace, your love, your mercy